Welcome to this episode of the National Police Association podcast, Assault and Battery on Officers, Officer-Involved Shootings, and Criminal Sentencing. From Marion, Indiana, a 32-year-old Marion woman is accused of throwing a knife at an officer this weekend during a burglary investigation. Marion police responded to the area of Upton Court for a possible burglary in progress. Once officers were there, dispatchers told police that the investigation turned into an unwanted guest in the area. Officer Biddle with the Marion Police Department was flagged down in the area of 1600 West 12th Street. Police could see someone hiding in the bushes in front of the residence there. That's when Officer Biddle shined his flashlight at the bush and discovered Michelle Jimenez. Police said she got up and started walking towards him. Officer Biddle reportedly told her to stop, but she refused. Police said at that point Jimenez reportedly pulled out a knife and held it above her head as she continued to walk towards him. Officer Biddle kept shouting at her to put the knife down, but she instead threw the knife, hitting him in the upper chest. That's when he used a taser to get her into custody. Police said that she appeared to be struggling to breathe and was convulsing, so they removed the handcuffs and put her on her side until medics arrived. Medics took her to a local hospital to get checked out. Jimenez was eventually booked with battery on a law enforcement officer with a deadly weapon and violating probation. Her bond was set at $25,000. From Quincy, Massachusetts, the Patriot Ledger reports a Rockland man is being held without bail after police say he stole a car in Braintree, crashed it in Weymouth and attacked two police officers, all while drunk. John M. Hill, 21, was arraigned Tuesday in Quincy District Court on charges of carjacking, second offense drunken driving, larceny of a vehicle, receiving a stolen vehicle leaving the scene of a crash causing property damage, attempting to commit a crime, resisting arrest, vandalizing property, driving without a license and two counts each of assault and battery and assault and battery on a police officer. Hill was arrested Saturday after fleeing a car crash on Broad Street in Weymouth at about 8.45 p.m., according to a police report filed with court. Weymouth police said Hill had stolen the car a little more than a mile away in Braintree and then crashed it into a Jersey barrier, triggering the airbags and filling the car with smoke. According to a witness, Hill was found near Richmond Street, and a violent struggle ensued. According to police, after Hill refused to comply with an officer's instructions, police said Hill spit blood at and tried to gouge out the eye of one officer, and broke the eyeglasses of another. Police said they found three knives on Hill after he was subdued. Hill was taken to South Shore Hospital to be treated for injuries, but was initially deemed too drunk to be released, according to police. During a subsequent investigation, police said they found video of Hill trying to break into a home on Baker Avenue. Hill is being held while awaiting a hearing Monday to determine whether he would pose a danger to the public if released. Depending on the judge's decision, Hill could be held for up to 120 days under the state's dangerousness statute. From Oklahoma City, Oklahoma Police were dispatched to a home on the 5000 block of NW 31st Street for reports of a suicidal person. The caller told dispatchers her children's husband was armed with a knife and had made several attempts to cut his wrists. When police arrived they heard the caller and suspect, identified as David Bertrand, 27, fighting in an upstairs bedroom. Officers entered the home and attempted to enter the bedroom when they said the door was slammed shut by Bertrand, 
In a report, officers said they heard the wham and telling Bertrand to put the knife down and the sounds of wrestling around, officers were able to force their way into the room where they made contact with Bertrand. Bertrand became combative and ran towards officers swinging his arms in an attempt to hit an officer they said, officers tased Bertrand in an attempt to gain control of him, Bertrand then headbutted an officer leaving a bruise on the officer's left eye, they noted that while escorting Bertrand out of the residence Bertrand said, yeah I headbutted that blank, the woman told police the incident started after Bertrand told her he wanted to reconcile their relationship. She told police they had previously been together for five years and have two children together but she said she did not want to get back together with Bertrand. After Bertrand heard that, she said, he took out a pocket knife and began cutting his wrists repeatedly saying, today is the day, today is the day I'm going to be gone. Bertrand was transported to Deaconess Hospital then transported to the Oklahoma County Jail. Bertrand is facing a charge of felony assault and battery on a police officer. From Polk County, Florida. Action News reports the Polk County Sheriff's Office identified 20-year-old Sydney Alexis Renew as the woman shot and killed by debut. Ties Monday afternoon, Renew was behind the wheel of a stolen Ford F-250 when the Sheriff's Office says she tried to run two deputies over. Witnesses said she revved the engine and she had it floored. Scott Wilder the public information officer with Polk County said, it was quickly accelerating right towards the deputies. It had actually come past the deputies and through two trees and hit the ditch, and that's where it stopped. The engine was still running in drive. Wilder said deputies responded to a call of a stolen pickup truck around 11.30 a.m. Deputy Jessica LeBlanc spotted the stolen vehicle in the woods off Lakeland Acres Road a little before 12.30 p.m. LeBlanc was backed up by Deputy Kristen Pinnell. The two deputies approached the truck on foot and asked Renew to turn the truck off and get out. Wilder said three adult witnesses heard deputies giving Renew commands to get out of the truck. Those witnesses stated that's when Renew began revving the engine and drove right towards LeBlanc and Pinnell. Both deputies opened fire, killing Renew. The windshield of the truck was filled with bullet holes. I'm glad that everything took place right there, Melissa Nichols said, because, literally, a couple of hundred feet away and my children were here, they were out in the yard, they literally had no idea anything was going on, and the situation could have been very much worse than it was, they did what they needed to do today, and most of all, we didn't lose any deputies because we could have, Nichols said she has a home surveillance video showing Renu speeding past her home in the stolen truck before the shooting, she said it was her neighbor's truck that was taken and he is in shock and saddened about how everything ended. I was down there checking on the person who owned the truck because he is a friend within minutes of it happening, and he was very shook up, Nichols said, he has a family too, who was home when the truck was stolen, it could have been so much worse than it is, everyone is just grateful, the deputies will be placed on administrative leave with pay as the deadly shooting remains under investigation. Renew had a lengthy criminal history that includes a total of 14 felonies and 6 misdemeanors for juvenile and adult charges. From Corvallis, Oregon Oregon Live reports same member of the Corvallis School Board will resign after they tweeted an anti-police message that the rest of the board publicly disavowed. Brandy Fordson, who was elected to the board earlier this year, tweeted from a Persona L account on Thursday morning. Fortson's tweet read, Hey kids, always remember that all cops are bastards. Fortson's Twitter account has now been made private and their Facebook account has been deleted, according to the district website. 
A special November school board special meeting will be held to accept Fortson's resignation and begin the process for selecting an interim board member. Fortson, who identifies as non-binary, told the Oregonian in a message that they offered their resignation voluntarily, or as voluntarily as a fear-based coercion can be. Fortson said they and their family had received violent threats, serious enough that they kept their children home from school, representation shouldn't come at the cost of my family, Fortson said. Fortson told the Oregonian that they have a separate Twitter account for their school board role, and had used that account for all school board-related social media activity since August, in response to fallout from the anti-police tweet. Fortson posted a message on their school board account addressing the situation, in the statement. Fortson said they posted the tweet about police officers in response to an incident in Texas, this was regarding how an arrest of a person walking home with groceries was publicly handled, my tweet was not shared with context and it was not directed at any one specific except for that police department, Fortson wrote, the Corvallis School District posted on Facebook Friday, announcing that Fortson's tweet was not in alignment with the guiding principles set by the board and did not represent the views of the district or board. As individuals, board members have no authority to speak on behalf of the board or district nor to represent them. The Post said that authority comes only through official board action in a public meeting. Such authority was not granted Director Fortson. The Post signed by Board Chair Sami Al-Abidrab, Vice Chair Sarah Finger McDonald and Superintendent Ryan Noss, also praised public safety officers for their role in keeping schools safe. From Fayetteville, North Carolina The Fayetteville Observer reports a federal judge has sentenced a Fayetteville man to 15 years in prison followed by three years of supervised probation on drug and weapons charges. Marquis Bernard Moy, 29, of Fayetteville pleaded guilty to possession with intent to distribute a quantity of heroin and a quantity of cocaine, possession of a firearm in furtherance of a drug trafficking crime and felon in possession of a firearm, according to the U.S. Department of Justice. The charges date back to March 2018, when Cumberland County probation officers conducted a search of Malloy's residence because of prior failed drug screenings and new criminal conduct, the release said, during the search, Officers located a Beretta pistol, a box of ammunition, 3 grams of cocaine, 2 grams of heroin, drug paraphernalia that included a cutting agent, a digital scale and packaging material, and $1,200 in cash. This case is part of Project Safe Neighborhoods, a program aimed at bringing together all levels of law enforcement and the communities they serve to reduce violent crime and to make neighborhoods safer. This news brought to you by the National Police Association. To learn more about how you can help law enforcement accomplish its goals visit nationalpolice.org.